This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine patrons that support us through patreon.com slash Rant. You can support us for the low, low price of $1 a month, and you can get exclusive content, including a monthly wrap-up for the New York Red Bulls. We want to send a special shout-out to our patrons who support us at $5 a month. That is our producer-level reward. Thank you to Jeremiah Dempster, William Martin, Clayton John, and Christopher Admack. Now, on to the show. This is the Red Bull Ramp Podcast. If you aren't expecting adult language, why even bother listening? Welcome, my friends, to the Center of Rins. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ipico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 365. Oh, 50-50 ball, because that's how we were this week. I mean, if you go by aggregate goals, we're slightly better than 50-50. Two plus one plus one plus two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh <clears throat> Up and down week for the Red Bulls. Uh, started off with a 2-0 win at home against Nashville, which was good, and then followed up with a 3-2 loss on the road to uh, New England. So that is now, if in case you're wondering, six goals against, three goals for at New England this year. Not a great track record. No. No. And, and we continue our home winning streak and our away losing streak. So... <laughs> 50, the break, 50, the, the break apparently didn't help. All right. Uh, before we get into our likes and dislikes, uh, Truman, read out the tweets we have. We had some inspiring tweets from the first game. Uh, so anyway, after the first game at RBNYUK, said, great performance, great win. Keep underrating this team. MLS will continue to prove you wrong. Now it's time for bed. Well, yeah, if we're at home, sure. Uh Jeremiah, I read Coach Jay. So many outstanding performances, but the big takeaway is that the joy on Fabio's face makes the wait worth it. And then at underscore, uh, or at Moose underscore Travis, Travis Moose said, excellent drive moving up the pitch. Offense was firing on all cylinders, and we didn't even need Caden's heroics. Real grit going toe-to-toe with Nashville's bruisers and not backing down. Optimistic sign going forward. Uh. Indeed. And and then for last night, just one tweet, and that was from our good friend Tunino M saying, Mira for starting keeper. He did look quite depressed just sitting there in that seat on the sideline by himself just watching the game play. I mean, can you blame him? No, I can't at all. He lost his starting job to Ohlone. Like he, he, he lost his starting job for no reason. None the past two years. No reason. Well, no, two year, last year it was because he got injured. Yeah, but I mean. This, this year there's no yeah. reason. He should have been the starter. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Mare is a bad keeper. No. What do we know? He's not a Hans Gruber guy. Yeah, he's definitely not a Hans Gruber guy. So let me. I'm actually curious because I'm pretty sure – Shep was trying to say on the broadcast that Cornell doesn't have experience in MLS. But he does. I was right. He did. He had four games for Philadelphia Union and then apparently got loaned down from there to Bethlehem Steel for eight games. 
So when you bring it, when Philadelphia brings a keeper in on loan and then loans him down to the USL side, there's two years there, later, right there. it's probably not a good idea to bring him back. He didn't play. He had one match in the 20 to 21 season for Salzburg. All that, all that European experience he built up. I know. So let's just get into our likes and dislikes. Uh, I'm going to go first. Cornell is bad <laughs> and needs to take me on the bench. <laughs> I, I put this out on my personal Twitter, and I stand by it 100%. <laughs> Merritt needs to play. Uh, the shutouts we have are more reflective of the defensive backline's performances on those days than anything Cornell has done. Cornell has cost us multiple games at this point. He didn't cost us technically last night, but he – I think it's more hung out to dry a, a little bit last night. I mean, really, the defense kind of screwed him on that one. But maybe a heroic here, too, could have you know got him a draw. I still think the first two two goals, he could have made better attempts. Like, he didn't challenge enough, I think, on the first one. Once he saw that lob pass coming in, why didn't he just run after it? Mm. Right. And the second one, ah, God, I don't know. Like, at some point, right, it has to be clear that he doesn't seem to understand positioning or making himself big. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of the things you need to do when your back line can't keep the, the opposing team from getting the guy behind it. And, I mean, I'm not saying Robles was perfect, but that was one of the things Robles did well was he always got himself – in that position to make it tough for the offense. Even if he did let one go by, it was very rare. Yeah. This is ridiculous for a keeper at, in theory, any professional level to be like this. And, and I, keep, I just keep getting run out there game in yeah, and game I, out. I, I mean, I get wanting to give him confidence and not say we need to bench him, but Jesus Christ, after this game and, and the three, one loss in New England a few weeks ago, like, come on. It's time to give Mary his rightful shot at the starting job again. To be fair on him, um, it's not like anyone's had good results in New England anyway, so it didn't matter who's in goal when we go up there. All right, so what's your dislike? Um, I hate Charlie Davis's uh, voice, and I hate listening to the, uh, the Revolution's broadcast. It's terrible. That's my dislike. Uh, yeah, it's I'll pile on one. It's annoying. Yeah, because you had to listen to it too, right? Because they were the home team. Yep. Uh, Charlie Davis is very. I just. I. I. It's, uh, I just can't do it. I'm not going to get too mad at the game because we all knew that we we're going to lose. Uh, going down three nothing super sucked, but um, having to listen to it on their broadcast is just the worst. It's so bad. Thank God we have so many good New York sports area announcers that are really like the class of every league. Because, oh God, I just the more I just I, I can't talk about it anymore. He's terrible. I mean, come on, Kangelosi got drafted by ESPN to cover the Euros, so that yeah. tells you something. Yeah. Um, likes the fact that our forwards are finally scoring because now we have two mm-hmm. goals in two games from the forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and they set each other up in both of them, which is kind of impressive if you think about it. Um. That kind of no look half bicycle kick from Kamala 
to the volley for um, Fabio, and then Fabio just having almost like the perfectly weighted chest pass ever mm-hmm. to Kamala. Like, please, can we just get more of that? Because that's working, and we don't have enough of it. Well, I think that's the thing, right? Hopefully this is the sign of things to come. Two games in a row, those guys, each score a goal. Uh, Fabio's goal was so nice. So, I mean, maybe this is this is what everyone wants to see, right? Everyone wants to see Kamala in the game. So now he's playing. He's going to be playing every game. Fabio's going to be playing every game, barring injury. Hopefully they become a great tandem. That's that's all you can hope for is that, yeah. I mean – Barlow soon become a four. he will just disappear at some point. Um, and, he clearly and, only played because they wanted to have three guys up top. So yeah, and um, just before you get to your like, just for the Fabio thing, how the fuck is that not a goal of the week candidate? Red Bulls. You hit a fucking volley. Like that's and, and, and no, but Carlos Vela scores from like eight yards out, and they call it Gonzalo and and put it at top of the the video then they had a minnesota united team goal like jesus like fabio hit that without a bounce like come on that's takes a shit ton of technical skill and then on top of that he curled it away from the goalkeeper and it bounced off the post if that's not goal of the week material i don't know what the fuck is at this point oh wait i'm sorry we're not a favorite team that's why that's that's you do realize that like kyle duncan could head the ball straight up in the air in front of his own goalkeeper, bicycle kick it a hundred yards into the opposing net, and that still wouldn't be goal of the week. I mean, the, what's his just name? Saying. It just the, the guy from the Union who scored from like thirty yards out against Atlanta can't even crack a top four for goal of the week. Nope, nope. Because and that and that goal. shot was, and I will admit that shot was better than Fabio's. That was better than Kyle Duncan's outside the box goal. Like uh, this, I, I don't know who's the guy that decides. The goal of the week, but clearly he has some favorites and just has a hard on for all of them and make sure. Okay, LAFC, Minnesota United, and I'll fill out the rest later, apparently. Yeah, well, it's usually Seattle was one for a while. It was always Seattle. <laughs> well, Seattle and Atlanta would always stuff the ballot boxes once they got on there, so. Yeah. If, if, if you want to make sure you get enough votes, that's the way to do it. You just put one of those two teams on there and you know you'll get votes. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so my like, uh, aside from Fabio is I'll throw a like in for last night's game and is that they did not lay down after going down 3 nothing. They did fight back. Um, they did get it with to within a goal, which was good to see. That's, the be- I guess, the best you can ask for. And when you're down 3 nothing, is at least get it close and give yourself a chance to tie the game up. Um, two goals in two straight games. I like that. They're scoring. So that's a positive. I mean, Carmona coming on seemed to give us some energy last night, so that's a good sign. Yep. Maybe he gets a little more of a run out. There's some sweet, um, mediocre-looking performances that, like I said, will give us that right even record and get us right into the middle of the playoff standings. I honestly wonder if we could just win the rest of the way, win, win the rest of our home games, lose the rest of our away games, and still make the playoffs. I wonder if that's possible. 100%. 100% it is. I mean, I don't know what that point total is. I, I'd have to figure it out, but that's... Because right now we're eighth. We're eighth. We are one point off the playoffs. Yeah, and it, it'd be like we just go way up to third, and we're way back to eighth, or way up to fourth, and we're out of the playoffs. So, I mean, it's just... It's early season. This is just what you're looking at. 
so we're oh, one it's of, early season. It's already June. Wow. That's crazy. We're nine games in to a 34 game schedule. So yeah. yeah. So I, real quick, I was just kind of curious. Uh, two teams do not have a draw this year, us and LA. But LA's won six and lost three, so they're a little better off. Yeah. Hmm. If only there was a game coming up where I was considering a draw. Hmm. <clears throat> when if that's right. going to happen? Afterthoughts. Um, <clears throat> MLS Live, please. It's in tw- ESPN Plus. Whoever the fuck's decision at this point. It is 2011. Please. I'm sorry, 2021. Jeez, I don't even wow. know why it's 2011. It's 2021. There's no reason we can't pick a feed to watch. Hey, man, you can do it for baseball with the MOB package. You can pick M- who you want to listen to. NHL and NBA have had that for like 10 years now. Mm-hmm. When I when I interviewed for Major League Soccer to work on the website, I was told at the time, and I think this was 2012 or 2013, that the only reason they couldn't do it is because they needed fiber optic connections from all the different stadiums. At this point, with the way technology is, fiber optic connection or not, I don't see a reason that they can't have all these fees available. I mean, they clearly have MSG available for some away games. Because if the home team doesn't have a feed, they go to MSG. Yep. So if you have the ability to do both feeds, just give me both and let me pick. Hell, you let me pick on the app between English and Spanish. So if you give me that option, just throw a third and call it a way feed or whatever. Right, yeah. It's just annoying. I mean, granted, it's not like it's a lot of money compared to what it used to be, but still, just give me the option. I mean, I don't like listening to homers like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. Chef's a homer, but he is not as bad as Charlie Davies is. No, and he gives credit to, like, every player on both teams. If he sees something awesome, yeah, he gets pumped. Now, last night, the Red Bull scored the, I think it was the first goal, I forget who their play-by-play guy was like, oh, I didn't score. Oh, okay. Yeah, we scored right. the fourth goal last night. I mean. Mm-hmm. Scored a goal. Well, because at the time it was, all he said was like, oh, they, the Revs let their guard down because it was like a minute or two after they scored. That was the reaction. Yeah. The second one's like, oh, we got a game going now. Like, okay, great. The good part about watching the game, because I recorded it, so I watched it after, after the game ended, was um, fast-forwarding through. As soon as the Revs scored, I'm like, f- fast-forward to the kick. I'm just gonna all right. Let's get through this nonsense. Yeah, this it's, they're just it's terrible. To listen to. All right, uh, I did have another thought. What the hell was it? Oh yeah, I, oh, I have thoughts too. But go ahead. So the New England game to me, I my wife was sitting on the couch next to me. She watched part of the game. Afterwards, she said, "I'm sorry." I was like, "It's not your fault." The Red Bulls are the ones that played poorly for 60 minutes and decided the last 30 to start trying. Yeah, like. The Revs are the best team in MLS this year. I get it. I'm not saying we had to beat them last night, but show me effort. That's really what it comes down to. There's no reason they should have scored three goals. If they scored one, maybe two, and that's the first 60 minutes, fine. But you can't play that well the last 30 minutes and tell me you could have played that much better the first 60. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. New England's going to left the gas at some point once they scored three goals, but 
Jesus, you had him on the ropes in the first like 15 minutes and then mm-hmm. just let him in. Oh, and yeah. then the, 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 the second goal, one, how is it not a foul on Kyle Duncan getting blocked after he gets the touch in on the ball? And two, Kyle Duncan, why the fuck aren't you rushing back? As soon as you see that guy get up and start running, why aren't you chasing him down? I yeah. saw him. I saw him literally stop. Like, yeah, you're behind the ball, but so what? Maybe a defender will help you. You know, cause some problems, allow you to get in there. Don't give up on the fucking play. It's annoying as shit to see that to me. Honestly, that what pisses me off worse than like. Okay, if they scored three great goals, fine, I can deal with it. I can't stand the fact. That the three goals they scored came down to the fact that they just let off and did not try at those times in the game. Yep, I mean, literally letting a guy slip right past you, no one even looking at him. Effort. That's yeah. like literally the minimum thing you need to do to be a professional soccer player is put effort into the game, and we can't even fucking do that. It's annoying, and that's why we fought against Nashville. We did against Nashville, but you know, again, yeah, because it was home. Yep. It's almost like we need to tell the players, hey, every fucking game is a home game. Go out and try it. That's annoying. All right. Hold on. I have an after thought before we move on real quick. Okay. I just I just want to talk about the um, the Pride jerseys, and they just put out like the – it was like the 4th of July jerseys that are just like the pregame stuff. I think that's – I don't know if those are 4th of July or a throwback to the – Wait, is it? I don't know. Throwback to '94 World Cup jerseys, kind of thing. I don't know. Well, whatever the heck it is, can they can they have those? Can they just wear those for a game? Like, I hate when it's just like, oh, we're just gonna wear these in practice, but we cannot actually wear them during the game. We have to wear another uniform. And and let let the teams. And I know this is never gonna happen because it's Major League Soccer. Can you let the teams design their own? For love of God, just let them do let them do their own thing. Not every team has to have the same. The recycling jersey, the recycled jersey, I'm cool with that. That that's because that's like a league wide thing. And so one off. Yeah, but I would love to let like the teams make their own designs for those kind of things. It's not just like oh, here's the same exact jersey and just a different badge on it. I mean, that's literally what the the U.S. flag one is this year. Yeah, every single yeah, jersey right. is the same. They just change the badge. Yeah, one I. There's a bajillion people, creative people, that can come up with cool designs for each team. I'm pretty sure, like, at least once every month or two, I see somebody on, on the MLS subreddit throwing up free designs. Just yeah. Because they, just because most likely they're probably looking for someone to recognize their work and hire them for something. But still, like, they put more effort in than Adidas does. The it even, just sucks because the they jerseys don't, they don't get on TV. Huh? Did the Red Bulls even wear their pride jersey? Yeah, I think they they wore them in warm ups, and actually, if you look during the game, a lot of the guys had them on the like on the sideline too. See, why isn't that a just why isn't it being worn in game? Like, I mean, I, the Juneteenth makes sense. They just they they worked with somebody. They they worked yeah, with a black artist to design a specific num style of numbers for those jerseys. Yep. yep. Which, by the way, Nashville wearing the yellow jersey with that number was not a good idea, but. <laughs> Like to me, that makes sense, right? It's Juneteenth is now officially a holiday, but before they designed it, it wasn't. It was an unofficial mm-hmm. holiday, and that makes sense, right? You're gonna do a league-wide thing for that weekend. Great, completely understandable. You want to standardize the jerseys because of it. I'm good. 
pride. I thought it was just literally the number was changed, at which point, why not just wear it? I mean, but in that, if you're, if you're going to go to the fact and make those jerseys, like, just pretty much where you're going. If you're going to make those jerseys, why not just use them in-game? Right, have that, like, every team has a pride night, right? Have them wear it for that game. Yeah. Solved. Or, hell, use them for the whole month. Yeah. It's supposed to be Pride Month. What do we know? We just, we just paid to about this and buy merchandise and, you know. Yeah, I didn't buy the Parlay jersey. I did because I thought it was going to get crazy and sell out fast, so, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and then on the New England feed, I see two fans, which I, I will say, I like the feature that New England's broadcast does where they, like, highlight fans in the game, in attendance. That's oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, uh, so if you, most people have would never watched that feed, um, the couple they highlighted are husband and wife. They met at a, I think they said met at a tailgate for a Revs game, and they're from Maine and drive down for the games. Like, that's intense to drive from Maine to Massachusetts and to on a Wednesday night to show up to a game. It's a good, it's gotta be a good, I mean, I would say three hour drive. I think just, guess, just depending on where they live in Maine, but it's, it's a good, that's a good drive. Even from the bottom of Maine to Foxborough. I was going to say just to get to the border of Maine, I would imagine it's at least three hours. Now I'm going to quickly Google map this because I'm curious. You don't have to. I live like close to the border of New Hampshire. And, and once you go in New Hampshire, it's only like another 15 minutes into Maine. It's really just getting through Massachusetts to Foxborough. Okay. I guess it's not as bad. So I, I picked um, – okay, let me pick uh, – so York, Maine, which is just over the border. Uh, I lost something. So get to Foxborough, Massachusetts from York, Maine is one hour, 33 minutes. So I guess it's not that bad. It takes you, yeah, it takes you around Boston. So, right. And it's, but it's the middle of the week and it's, you probably go in there during rush hour and you don't want to know what 95 is like. Yeah. That, towards Boston. That, it's terrible. That would be like me driving down to DC for a game on a Wednesday night. That would just be, no, not yeah. happening. All right, so anything else about these games? No, done. No? Okay. <clears throat> Prediction standings. So after this week, uh, we have another change. Truman, you're now in first place solely with eight points. <clears throat> I move up to second with five. Pat is in third with three points. It's because I got the uh, 2 nothing game right because I'm riding it out. I'm riding those home games, 2 nothing every home game. Here we go. Just keep doing it. Keep scoring two goals. Just don't give up any. Yeah. All right, uh, so coming up next for the Red Bulls is an away match at Atlanta United. It'll be Sunday, June 27th, 3.30 p.m., broadcast on MSG and ESPN+. I am honestly surprised. I forgot this. But I'm honestly surprised that this game is not a Fox or ESPN game. You figure oh, it's Sunday, Atlanta in Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah. Atlanta, New York on a Sunday. You figure that yeah. that – because they've been pushing those games pretty hard. Yep. Well, they have so. they have new favorites because you got Austin now, you got Miami, Asheville, you know, yeah. But still, I'm just kind of surprised. Atlanta's gotten pushed aside. 
or New York has. We only, I think, two national games this year. That doesn't even matter. Yeah. We're nothing. All right. So predictions. Uh, Pat says a two-one loss on the road. Truman, what do you think is going to happen against Atlanta? I have two predictions. Are you ready? Two predictions. Ryan Mira is starting in net for this game. That's number one. Not because they're going for the big goalie switch, but only because the amount of games they've played, that he will get a start. And the second one is that they get their first draw, 2-2, because they're not afraid of playing in Atlanta. We know that quite well. You know, Kane Clark ain't afraid of playing there. (laughs) He had a good old time the last time he was there, which I think resulted in a draw in Atlanta. Um, so I am definitely going with a two-two draw. That you got to get that first draw out of the way somewhere, and Miles will be on the road. And then you break the winless, or yeah, win, or losing streak on the road. Yeah. And Atlanta apparently is just giving up draws all over the place. Gave up one to Nashville. Perfect gave up storm. one. Yeah, they gave up. I think two straight two nothing leads at home. So, um. See, I feel like predicting a draw makes sense because of what I just mentioned. But I feel like we're not good enough for draws at this point. <laughs> but then on the flip side, Atlanta's not great. We're actually right. we're only one point better than Atlanta this year. Right. I mean, they only have two wins. But I, I don't know. So isn't me or does it feel like all of our away games have come against better teams so far? We played L.A., New England twice, Philly. Um, I think that was it, right? Yeah, because so we've uh, we lost five games, and one of them was against Sporting KC at home. So that's four away games. Yep. So yeah, every every away game so far has been against teams that are better than us in the standings. They're better than us, and we know it. So this might actually be a chance for the Red Bulls to finally get a point on the road. Oh. I think I think I'm going to go the draw though. I don't think we're good enough to win yet, but I think I'm going to go a little crazier. I'm going to say three three. Oh God, you're a sucker! What a what a sucker score! Because because we had Thank Fabio Fabio scored, then Kamala. We're due for both in the same game. And then some oh, I thought you were going to say Tom Barlow is going to score. I thought that's where you were going. I mean, sure, but there's the, we need the third goal anyway, so sure, Tom Barlow can score. <laughs> get, get, his, get his goal for the year and then be done. <laughs> I mean, Tom Barlow, didn't, but the first time he scored wasn't against Orlando, or Atlanta with that, that weird header that just slowly dribbled in. Sure, I I so. don't remember the that's Tom Barlow goals. All right, any other thoughts on the Atlanta match? Uh no, I'm glad it's on actually a day I can watch the game, so that's good. It's not a it's <laughs> not at like one PM on a Saturday. But you have to work, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh New York Red Bulls two. I think you guys talked about their last game, so I'm not gonna bother. Next one is June twenty fifth or Friday, you know, um at the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Gotham FC, their last match, they had a one one draw at the Orlando Pride. Uh but they had a one nothing lead until the, I believe the ninety first minute when Orlando uh, scored a tying goal. That sucks. Yep. Yeah. Nine. They had they scored the forty fifth minute and then Orlando scored the ninetieth. 
Yep. That that sucked because they were that close. But they're not having a bad year so far looking at the standings. They're two wins, two draws, and a loss, and they are fifth out of ten. So that's not a bad spot considering where this franchise has been. Score two goals a game, and they're, they, they'd be like undefeated because they're only giving up one or zero goals a game. They have not given up two goals yet in a game so far this year. No, they haven't. So the defense has been outstanding. They just need to score. It's that it's that balance. It's they're only scoring one, but they're only giving up one. Uh, let's see, twenty twenty one. But let's say this while you're looking stuff up. What a difference a name change, a jersey change, and playing at Red Bull Arena has done for this team. Done for the confidence. Done for marketing everything it, it's really made a world of difference for this club and i only see great things coming from them i think it really just kind of sparked a huge ta- uh, turnaround with this organization it, it's almost like treating a team like they're professional players changes how they play yep it's amazing <clears throat> and they've been getting good crap i mean i the last the only one really match i saw was that ol rain match at Red Bull arena but that was a decent crowd for that Mm-hmm. Considering, I think at that point they still weren't full capacity. I don't remember when all this shit happened, but I think they were still not full capacity then. But I, I also feel like they're outdrawing the Red Bulls to a degree. So, no idea. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to tell. Not that we get accurate numbers anyway. Right. <clears throat> all right. Uh, anyway, their next match is on Saturday the twenty sixth, four p.m. at. OL Rain. <clears throat> Who play? Uh, I was I was kind of upset. They actually play in uh, Tacoma, but unfortunately, they do not play at the Tacoma Dome. I had to look it up. I wanted to find out where they played. They don't play at the Tacoma Dome. They're playing in a minor league ballpark until they're building like an actual soccer specific stadium in the um, area, which will be shared. Um, by them and the Seattle Sounders um, USL team. Yeah, I don't think the Tacoma Dome is big enough. Sure, I mean, big I guess enough. It can it can it can host an NFL game. It's big enough to. Uh, oh, can it? Yes, it, it. You can actually fit an NFL size field in there. Um, I've already done all the research on this. If they did, you'd only be able to fit ten thousand fans inside. Which still wouldn't be a bad crowd for NWSL. No. So, I don't know. Very sad that there's that not playing at Tacoma Gnome. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Especially with the rain in Washington State. Come on. I know. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so, with that, it's time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. Uh, big news this week uh, announced today. Caden Clark is officially going to be a Red Bull Leipzig player in January. We all knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was unofficially announced back in, I think, last January. Um, basically, they had to wait till he turned 18 to send him overseas. So that's why it's happening now. Because he just turned 18 in May. So. so. No news that's news that's not really news because we all knew. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw Mark Fishkin, Mark Fishkin tweet that his fee is worth $2 million according to Transfer Market. 
which I get that we're part of the Red Bull Global, but Jesus, five five million total between Clark and Adams is just ridiculously low. That's two million dollars well not spent because we won't use it at all. No. Red Bull well, no, we're gonna, that right back we're into gonna, their own pockets. We're gonna either use it to buy Fabio when it's just in the mod for a lesser fee, or I don't know. MLS will get their share, and then Red Bull won't use pockets. it. Yeah, I mean, hell, we don't use the Tam and Gam we get, so right. All right, uh, adding this in real quick. John Tolkien's prom photo. Did you see it? I believe I did. Yes, I believe I did because I think the Red Bulls posted it. Actually, they they put it up during the um, during the Nashville game. But man, that was interesting. Seeing that. <laughs> yeah, kids. These kids these days. <clears throat> I mean, that was a, a pretty powder blue. Not not very powder blue, but it was pretty blue uh, suit he's wearing. Well, I didn't realize he had a mullet because he wears the headband, so I don't I never see the side of his head. I didn't it's realize he was sporting lettuce, as they say in Canada. Yeah, Aaron Long must have gotten to him early for that hairstyle. Yep, Aaron Long's like I I know the way you want to go with this. <laughs> shave the side first. Of all, you got to shave the sides, then you got to go long in the back. Yeah. All right. Uh. And international stuff. UEFA Champions League is getting rid of rid of the away goal rule going forward, or starting not this year, but the year after. <clears throat> Which, first of all, I personally like. Um, and but I think the main reason they did it is probably because the teams they want to advance weren't advancing, because usually the better teams are getting that second leg, you know. And then they're like, well, we want these teams to go through. They want the big clubs to go through. And I don't think that was happening enough. So we're like, you know what? We'll just do away with that. It's fine. And they're only seven or eight years behind MLS on that one. Yep. Which, random, but is it me or is MLS, like, leading the rest of the world on how to use some of this stuff? Like, I feel like we have maybe – Maybe Germany's number one, but I feel like our VAR system is one of the best, if not mm-hmm. the best. We were the first ones with the spray. Um, first one to get rid of away goals, apparently. Uh, like It just seems like MLS is in, innovating. It is a good innovation area for FIFA and the rest of the game. Just remember this, though. MLS also did have the breakaway shootout. Which should have stayed. Along <laughs> with the goalkeeper sub. Oh, man. Breakaway I'm kind of surprised the goalkeeper sub is not something that, that got held on to. Grant, granted, um, Bob Rowley really, really used that to his advantage. Yes. So, and that's why like, oh, we should probably get rid of this. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a big-ass loophole here. We should probably cover up. Yeah. But still, I feel like the, those two things would – I mean, we're not going to ever um, – we're not going back to overtimes, so it makes sense to get rid of that, that shootout. Yeah. But I feel like they should implement a hockey-style run-up where if a guy's on goal, instead of giving a red for the novel goal scoring opportunity, 
he gets a 35-yard run up by himself with no defenders, right? So you you save the player from going off, mm-hmm. but you give him that one-on-one. Maybe you give the player a yellow card still, but then you you stop that red card. And I think it actually becomes a kind of a harsher penalty at that point to basically give the offense a chance to score a goal one-on-one, which yeah. with a run-up, I feel like it's even more in favor of the player than the penalty kick. Well, yeah, hundred percent. It's not even close because the guy can kick it far away where the goalie can't even get even have a chance at it. Well, didn't MLS like you had to get past a certain line first, something like that, when MLS I, did it? I don't know. We're trying to blur those memories out. The league's trying to make you forget that it happened. Well, that was I'm originally. Sure, I'm sure Tony Miola was trying to forget that it happened too. <laughs> Wasn't that an NASL thing back in like the 70s and 80s? Probably. Originally? Probably. I don't know. I, I think that'd be kind of cool to kind of bring back to a degree. You know what? Let's do this MLS All Star um, Skills Competition with that run up. Let's put it there. That way, we still have it. Don't even get me started on the MLS All Star Game this year because um, MLS fans are gonna be outnumbered probably four to one. Well, I mean, isn't that generally the case? But it's gonna be just it's kind Mexican of fans. Yep. God, why? It's it's okay. About 30 or 40 minutes through, the game will get suspended because that word's going to be said over and over again. So it'll it'll only matter for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Which I we, I just I'm glad I thought about that. So this I didn't have in there either. Um, Mexico, their first two home matches in the octagonal for World Cup qualifying will be behind closed doors. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Oh, Where were okay. you, man? <laughs> I, I wasn't there, obviously. I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure we talked about that last week. For some reason, I thought the news came out after that. but Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving on then. Um, United States women's uh, Olympic roster has been announced. Um, the tournament's going to be July 21st through August 5th. We're not going to go through every single name on the list. Um if you want to see a very funny and I think good announcement video, go find U.S. Soccer's um, YouTube or Twitter page. They had a Ted Lasso, which is an Apple TV Plus show. Uh, they did a tie-in with uh, Sudeikis, and I can't remember the guy who plays um, Coach Bird. But they announced the rosters. It's, it's like a seven and a half minutes. It's really good to watch. Um, but the notable player on the roster is Carly Lloyd, who plays for Gotham FC. I mean, she's a, a United States mainstay at this point, so yeah. until she retires, she's much going to be there most of the time. Yeah, 100%. She'll be there. All right. And um, the women are in Group G with Sweden, Australia, and New Zealand. And if you're wondering why they're in Group G like I did when I saw this, apparently – Somebody decided that it'd be too confusing for the men and the women to both start at Group A. So the men are groups A through D, and the women are groups E, F, and G. I'm not kidding. Oh boy. Because I was like, what the, like I looked at it, I'm like, why the fuck is it E, F, G? This makes no sense. It's only three groups. Well, apparently the men are so special that we need to have separate group names. Good God. 
Like, seriously. Just, it's just... You can't make this shit up sometimes. No, no. All right. Uh, anything else with dumping grounds? No. Okay. <clears throat> Past night here, we're going to skip the betting corner, which means it's time for Truman. <coughs> time for Truman's terrible team of the week. That's terrible. All right, I have a couple choices here. I think the obvious choice is San Jose losing to Orlando five nothing. Uh, but the problem here is that San Jose, San Jose sucks and Orlando is really good. So I'm going to scroll down my list and I'm going to find you the other one that I enjoyed. And that was NYCFC losing at quote unquote home to New England three to two. Which home did they play in? Oh, I said quote unquote. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The place that uh, they don't want to call home, but they don't have a real home because, uh, no one wants to be Yankee Stadium anymore. Oh, apparently a new NYCFC stadium announcement will happen within 30 to 60 days. Oh, cool. What's going to be? We're still looking? Seriously, I mean, what the Yonkers, fuck? Yonkers, here we come. What? They were, what, 2015s when they joined the league? Mm-hmm. So we're now season number six in with no no stadium? I really want them to move. God, we're not going to talk about this again for an hour about this dumb team. Um but I want to see it when they announced a move to like somewhere like Yonkers, somewhere outside of the city, and they justify the reason. They give you some reason why it's like we still represent New York City because we're half a mile away out of the city, so we're still New York City FC. Because that's they're, exactly they're, what's going to happen. They're going to be farther away from downtown than New York Rebels are, but they're going to clean up the five boroughs. Yes. Yep. So looking forward to that. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Um, anything else before we wrap this one up? No. All right. Uh, Patreon.com slash Rebel Rant. One buck a month is all you need to get exclusive content, such as our monthly wrap-up, live post games, anything we decide to do. Patrons, if you haven't checked it out, we do have the wrap-up for April, May posted. Uh, we are not making that one public at all, so that one's all purely you. Uh, if you want to email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant. For the show, at Dr. Seuss, myself, Pat's gone. He's not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. I'm looking forward to Caden Clark scoring 50 goals for the rest of the season because now that he's officially, officially, officially going to Germany, he's going to become like the Red Bulls' greatest single-season goal scorer. Looking forward to that starting this weekend. Uh, that being said, shock us all and win. Yeah, the, the Caden Clark uh, goodbye tour needs to just be nothing but fireworks. Yeah. All right, so for Truman and myself, this has been episode 365 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. See you later.